0: Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magicians Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode two in season two of the Successful Mentalist podcast. My name is Aidan O'Sullivan and as always I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host Mr Ashley Green. You know what, I felt
1: like doing a weird hello like I used to do last year but I'm just going to go in and say hello, hope you're all doing well today.
0: Wow, new year new me really struck you a good one, didn't it? That's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, today we're going to get stuck straight into the content and we're talking about some really interesting topics this month. Obviously, last week we spoke about goal setting, identified some of the problems with modern goal setting and also being able to set your goals and make make sure they're achievable. So if you haven't listened to that, jump back and do that. But in this episode, we really want to get clear in terms of making your online shows better. Now, we've spoken about online shows before and uh, a couple of episodes and various aspects of that. But today we want to just talk about how can we make them better in ways that we might not normally consider. And we're not just talking about the, the show itself. like We'll t- cover that at a different point. But how do we make the entire show better?
1: Yeah, I think this is a great thing because as you guys know, the show itself. And and if we immediately say to you, how can you make your show better? What's the first thing you think of? Well, maybe I could improve the presentations. Maybe I could change the tricks and maybe I could, oh, I've been listening to the TSM podcaster. I think maybe really becoming a little bit more crystal clear on my character and understanding of how I want to perform. Those are the probably, I'd, I'd say, you know, the things people most think of when it comes to things to improve in an online show or or any show in particular, really. But like you've rightly said, there's so many things surrounding that because the online show and actually doing it is a very small part. There's actually the booking process, maybe how you find the clients maybe your adverts maybe your marketing materials maybe the videos that you're releasing Uh, if you've got an agent like me the uh, working with the agent to make sure it's it's clean and easy for them maybe how the agent's handling the inquiries Uh, maybe the experience when people have booked the show what do they expect do they know how to use zoom the platform you're on you know these are just to name a handful off the top of my head, but immediately you can see there's so many other things out there than just the performance, the tricks and the character itself. And, and you know, if you are sat there and you think, oh, no, definitely. I, I know about those other processes, but I know it's definitely the character I've got to prove on. then check out some of the past episodes. You know, this is something we're really passionate about and all those things like the performance, the character and the tricks. We've, we've spoken a lot on the TSM podcast, so you can listen to uh, a lot of the past episodes to get real good crystal clear advice on that. But some of the other things which you can improve on, oh, by God, there's a lot, Aiden. Like, wh- where do I start with this? What do you want me to talk about? Because I've got loads I can spew out here.
0: Well, I think, I think before we get stuck into the nitty gritty in terms of what in terms of what should we do in the specific areas maybe let's ask, answer the question let's ask it and answer the question why should we try and make our shows better our online shows why should we make them better in the first place let's say I was incredibly busy last year and I had some fantastic high-paying online shows and I, kept, I was busier than I've ever been in the middle of of the pandemic why should I try and make my shows even better if it's already working
1: that's a really good question and um I think it's one which is um which a lot of people will be thinking like well why do I need to improve? Like I'm I'm killing it. Like online shows, I'm making more money than I've ever made. I don't need to improve. It's it's a fair comment. <laughs> like it's a real fair comment, but this is something which um was said to me by the guy who's actually producing the run of my online shows. Um and he said something along these lines, you start you stop becoming an artist when you start liking your stuff and thinking, ah, oh, it's perfect. There's nothing I need to add there. Because then you've hit this point where that's it. There's no more improvement. You've got it to where you can be. Like, I think we should always be like constantly evolving and, and wanting to be better. Right. Imagine this. Imagine this. There's there's 10 magicians and you're one of those 10 and you've got this online show and you're killing it. Like you're the best out of those 10 and you think I'm the best here. I don't need to do any more. I've got a solid show. And they will think, ah, oh, let's improve. If they will improve and you don't, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to start to fall behind them and, and they're going to st- start to outdo you. They, they're going to start to outdo you and they might start putting together better marketing materials, which means more of the leads go your way. You know, let's not forget, obviously we're working. We are working together as a community. And this is a beautiful thing about magic of mentalism. I think when it comes to business, we, we like to see and support each other which in other businesses you don't often get a lot of that but let's also not forget that we, we are kind of competing against each other when we're putting out the marketing materials we're we're at the state of oh i want to look the best i want my website to look brilliant i have the best click-through rate all of that i want my my adverts and all of that to go out there and look amazing and when you start getting to that point in your head of thinking now nah, I've, I've done it that's enough for me i think you become stale I think you become stale and especially if like, for example, to give one example here of releasing content online to maybe advertise your show, maybe you're releasing stuff on on YouTube like performance clips. If you don't improve and you just keep doing the same old stuff over and over again, which I do see some busy, busy magicians do that, you get bored of watching it because you're like, ah, there's nothing new here. It's just, it's just bland. And, And I think by not improving, it's in that aspect you can almost turn your existing audience away from you like what do you think of that Aidan?
0: No that makes complete sense I think it's a really important point to to have in terms of being aware that when you become the same thing every single time that it's almost like the novelty wears off and for example if you're doing a show and you get booked by a client and then Six months time, they're like, "Oh my god, yes, we'd love to book uh, one of your shows for for our company or one of your online shows for our company." Like, and then they go through that entire booking process and they see the exact same show, like exactly the same. There's there's that level of novelty that's worn off because they're excited about something new, and actually, you've you've almost let them down despite that never being the agreement. like you never said this is a brand new show. This is the same show. But everybody expects something new, something different. And it's one of the reasons we'll, we'll talk about this in a, in a few weeks time, but it's one of the reasons that when I've been developing my stage shows, I've always written a new show for every single event or I've always heavily tweaked the show that I've just done because I wanted to keep that novelty in there, not just for other people, but for me as a performer, because that's a really important point. Like that that line that you said at the start in terms of you, you stop becoming an artist when you sort of just settle for second best, or settle for whatever you're doing already I think it is settling for second best and you kind of put yourself on autopilot and like I know that last week we spoke about trying to turn yourself into a robot but you don't want to turn yourself into a robot that's just monotone and just boring as heck and and keeping things new and updating and striving for the next best thing it's going to keep you open to learning more and actually getting better and better and better which means that the quality of your show is going to get better and better and better, which means that more people are going to be talking about your show and your reviews are going to be getting better and better and better, which means that your inquiries are going to get bigger and better and better and better, which also means that your fee can then get better and better and better if that's what you'd like. And then you can actually become a better and better performer just by these like continual marginal improvements every single time. But I want to I want to ask a question again, back because you're heavy in this world of online shows. And if somebody's listening to this episode and they're sitting here and they're like, yes, okay I know that I need to either start an online show or or I need to get better with my online shows. First of all, how can people start learning about this? Because I know it's it's a tricky world to navigate. Um, And then sort of step two, the second part of that question is more so where like where do I start? I've got a show or maybe I don't have a show. Where do I start to make these improvements? So where can people learn and where do people start?
1: Yeah, easy. And I actually want to answer that in a second. I thought of another point as well, which actually links into the thing we've said. Not improving, just staying the same. It's the quickest route to boredom. Going to be doing the same old stuff, not changing anything. So. We don't want to get bored we want to improve but so that's another point i wanted to quickly add in but exactly what you've said there yes uh how do you actually kind of identify this stuff and i think this starts with just kind of taking yourself out of your own shoes your own perspective and and looking at your whole process imagine you was going to book yourself let's give an example here uh you are a corporate online entertainer you're doing what i do uh you're doing corporate online shows. Take yourself out of that process and imagine you are the booker. What's the first thing they're going to do? Google. <laughs> and reenact everything a booker might do going up to that process from the moment they Google online magician to then stumbling across your website. Have a look for your website, identify everything, how does it look, and be critical. And again, you're in the booker's shoes here. So imagine how it looks for them booking an online magician. If they've maybe never booked an online magician before, what questions they might have, you know, ask yourself this: don't look at this with the knowledge you've got as a magician. look at it from an outsider's perspective, like I say from the booker, from the booker's perspective, going through clicking through your website to eventually lead onto the landing page of the contact page. Now imagine what happens when they put an inquiry in, Do they put an inquiry in? Are they sat there nervous, thinking, "Oh my God, how long will you get back to me like oh, he hasn't got back to me in a day. Does he not want the gig? Looking looking at your response time to them. Like, I'm already identifying things about an online show, which is very relevant to actually everything and every show we do, especially if we're workers getting booked here. But this isn't even got to like the online show part. And then to actually link it back into online shows here, they've booked you for an online show. Do they know what to expect? I mean, we've really only started doing online shows commercially now is the company that's booked you the person that's booked you fully aware of what to expect with an online show are they confident are they happy and are they relaxed remember if you can make this process a stress free for them you're more likely to to get repeat work aren't you because if someone booking you for a company knows it's very easy very stress-free you're a professional that knows what you're doing then it's an easy second choice for them next time round. so let's remember that thirdly as well the show itself (laughs) well this one's an easy one do the show record it watch it back but watch it from a layman's perspective again take off your magician's hat for a second and just watch it is it entertaining is it fun do you feel a part of it like asking yourself these questions and then after the show what happens afterwards Follow up emails, thank yous, all of that you know there's a big, big process here, aside from the show itself, that entire from the beginning Google search to the very end and the follow up and everything in between and the online show is a big point in between, but as you can see, it's only a small or medium part of the puzzle there's there's a whole process, so I think one of the easiest ways to answer that question, Aiden, is doing exactly what I've said. Take yourself out of being a magician look at it from another example, run through that process, and just identify the good things, the bad things, and the things you want to improve.
0: Completely, completely. And for anybody that's still sort of struggling, or still not sure in terms of the the specific areas to even get started into this stuff, um, we can officially announce that we're actually doing an online convention dedicated to the world of online shows and online performances. So this is happening on the 18th of January. Um, That was easy for me to say. On the 18th of January, which is literally just over a week away. If you want to find out more information, if you just head over to our website, thesuccessfulmentalist.com, you'll be able to navigate through to all of the information on there or equally just check the show notes for for links to sign up and and get involved. It's completely free. It's a full day event. You can join and we're going to be teaching the entire process from actually setting your intention and getting clear on why you want to do online shows to actually developing the shows, creating the material, improving the material, presenting the material, selling and marketing and actually doing the shows themselves. So as well as all the tech and the scary stuff that comes in that world, but the entire process we're mapping out in this convention, which you will be able to watch completely for free on the Monday, the 18th of January. But to recap what you, you said there, Ashley, there's something really important that is actually one of my January goals. It's to get completely crystal clear on my client workflow, which is exactly what you said. It's just their complete process on where, where they go through everything. Now, you know, and for long term listeners of the podcast, you'll have probably remembered that my process at the minute means that. I can actually get my clients turning around booking confirmation within 30 minutes. That's paying the invoice in full and actually signing the contracts and agreements and things. 30 minutes is all that that takes to get that turned around. But the reality is that there's a bit more that goes out in front of that. And that's things like generating the inquiry, the email conversations. And and one of my January targets is to get completely crystal clear in terms of what is the simplest and most effective route to getting to that 30 minute conversion time as as possible. And what I'm trying to do, one of the ways I'm trying to do it is actually by cutting out all of the different options that I, I, I do. Like I'm doing less performances and by that, what I mean, I'm not doing like one show this year. That's not what I mean. <laughs> what I mean is that rather than trying to pitch myself as a, a close up corporate entertainer and a close up wedding entertainer and a close up party entertainer and a stage wedding entertainer, and a stage corporate entertainer and a stage party entertainer, as well as doing my own public shows and also my online shows. And I, rather than all of this, I'm cutting that right down to the point that if somebody has a private inquiry about corporate close up, then I'll happily like discuss that booking. But what I'm going to be publicizing and actually marketing is only stage events for corporate, whereas weddings is going to be close up at weddings. They are my my two things. And obviously my public stage shows, that's my big goal for this year. I want to do many, many, many more of them or, or public shows if that's online in this case. But the key really that I'm trying to make is that having that simplified workflow and making it straightforward and streamlined for your audience to be able to just find you and then book. That's going to be great, and you can ask yourself those questions like, what would it take for me to immediately get them to fill out the contact form on my website? What would what would it take to immediately have them fill that out, or or pick up the phone and call you or your agent, or or, or book that gig? How can we make it so immediate so that you're just so irresistible that you have to be the the only option for them? And when we start getting into that frame of mind, suddenly. We can start to identify those areas of weakness whether that is the um like like you said like actually your landing page on your website or your or your ranking on google or going even right down to to the actual engagement strategies of actually how do you negotiate and talk to them is it a zoom call or is it an email or is it a text like whatever works for you works likely works for your for your client base but you've just got to make sure that you know what they want so that you can do that better Hey there, guys, it's Aidan here from the Successful Mentalist podcast, just interrupting for a quick second to say thanks for listening. Now, of course, if you have just got a few moments, bring out your phones, whack the the little subscribe button on. Um, Yep, you know, the one that says subscribe, just press that button. And again, you're going to get updates from every time that we drop a new episode, you'll get those notifications straight into your mobile device or wherever you're listening to us. And again, it'll help boost our stats and get us out to more magicians and entertainers across the world, which is exactly what we want. Anyway, I'm going to leave you to go back to the podcast now, but make sure you subscribe.
1: I think these are some fantastic points, and I'm so glad that the podcast has gone this way because, you know, with an online show, it's so easy to say, yeah, I'll uh, I'll do this trick instead of this to improve it, but if you can do all of this, well... You're going to be getting more online shows, which is going to be beneficial for you. And what comes with doing more online shows, more practice, for you naturally actually improve your show anyway. So it's actually a double win-win. One of the other things as well, which is probably another way which you can uh, improve uh, the actual experience of the show, because we've spoken about the entire kind of client flow going through. And and this is something that I, I said to you, Aidan, wouldn't it be cool if like you've been booked by... um. A group of mates, or you've been booked by a by a company to do an online show. It's all booked in. It's done. It's going ahead. Wouldn't it be cool if you could like make a video and say, "Hey guys at so and so company," or "Hey blah 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 list group of friends name," and do some sort of effect, either interactive or filmed. Maybe an interactive one will be cool because it's one of those they can partake in, and people love those. And I'm just thinking. It's a great way of sending an email to them to just remind you that you exist and you're to come. And it gives, especially in that office environment, something fun to break up their working day that they can watch on their lunch, which they're immediately going to send out in an email to all of their friends as well. Is this something that we could do to improve our online shows? Because I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I might very well do that for my shows because it seems like a bloody good idea to me.
0: 100%. I know we... The idea gets thrown around a lot or the phrase gets thrown around a lot. And in, in terms of if you want to up your fee, all you need to do is give more value. But what the heck does give more value mean? It like, Nobody knows what, what give more value means. And it, it can be as simple as just get, sending this like rather than doing something and again I think a a really obvious trap that a lot of people would fall into when doing something like you've just mentioned that interactive video is recording an interactive video publishing it on youtube as like a public open thing or or on social media and then sending that link because in that case it's shameless promotion and that chances are it won't get engaged whereas if you can actually do this as a personalized recording for the company it's like hey Thames water it's really great i'm really excited to to be performing a show for you all on xyz at this time before then i really want to get you warmed up and ready to go so get involved like watch this and i i don't know i'm making this up this is terrible but the idea is that you're making it a completely personalized thing that then you whack up on unlisted on youtube so it's private for them or on vimeo or wherever you want or just send the direct file to them it really doesn't matter but if you can send it as a personalized thing, it's a gift to them, not a gift that you've just repurposed in that sense. You're going to get more engagement in, in that sense naturally because people value it. And that's the way you add more value. And it's an easier other sort of question to ask is what would they benefit from? What would they actually benefit from? It's all well and good being able to say, yeah, I'm going to record um, a, an interactive trick and send it to them before the show starts. Like, cool. Do they care? Do they have time for that? Is it something that they're remotely interested in? If not, don't bother. But if it is, then it's great. And you maybe find that for their online shows, they might be doing it as, um, I don't know, they're having it as a big party and everyone's going to get goodie bags and and stuff sent to them safely and all that jazz. And and it's a full event and you're actually brought in as part of something else. Well, find that information out and add to it. Can you send a, a little deck of cards to everybody in the audience or can you send something like a, a postcard or something to everyone in the audience ahead of time to help make it more of an immersive experience thus increasing the value and thus being an opportunity to up your fee because you're turning it into something more of an experience rather than just here's a show and here's some other faff that goes along with it to try and make sure that i'm interesting
1: yeah it's a great thing, and and I hope this guys have this guys has uh, has really shifted the way you think about how can I improve an online show because I I can say like I'm pretty confident at heart that most of you would have come here and think oh I'm interested in improving my online show yeah, yeah 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 but you probably never thought of these ways you could improve a show did you because these are so many of the things that often get underlooked. And ignored and these are some of the things which really will elevate and and like this advice is just general advice which would improve anything like you could take this out and put it in a completely irrelevant company and say to them hey look at all these other things around this product that you're offering to improve the product itself like if you support the framework around your product which is the online show then it's going to push up the quality of that online show so I hope this has given you ideas and advice in which you can go away and you can think, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, oh my God, I need to do this, and I definitely need to update my website because it doesn't display anything on there about online shows. So it just gives you more of the ways which uh, which you can really, really think about this. Uh, for me, it's just one of the ways that I'm improving my online shows Well, it's exactly that with the video that's being sent. I'm going to be liaising with my agent to talk about ways in which I can do that. And that's just a specific way for me that I'm going to be improving my online show without giving you too many spoilers.
0: That's brilliant. I think a really uh, sort of interesting point to remember is that chances are you're going to look at your online shows. And when you start thinking about all of this kind of stuff, it's going to be quite daunting. Or you might even find that you've got loads and loads and loads of areas to improve on. The easiest way to actually start, well, first off, is to start doing something. It doesn't matter what you do. So long as you start taking action to improve one of these areas, you're in a good position. But otherwise, I would start to look at where your priorities are. Get this all on a list. And again, if you need to sort of revisit some goal setting ideas in terms of actually mapping it out and making sure it's all attainable, don't forget to check out last week's episode where we actually go deep in the process of goal setting so you can, again... Check in there, but the point we want to make here is that you can start to prioritize, work out, and again, it's going to be different for everybody. Maybe you find that the actual generating inquiries is it's good. You're getting a good amount of inquiries. It could be better, but actually, the negotiation process in terms of turning around your your um, sort of contracts and and invoices and things, maybe that's taking far too long. So what you should probably prioritize is the invoice contract process. Whereas you can then do, fix that first and then improve the next bit at a later date. Maybe you might just find that it is one of those cases that you just think your show needs a leg up and you need to make your show, your actual product a little bit better, then focus on that. Because then when that's ready, you can start really pumping out everything that you need to in terms of the marketing. So don't be afraid of prioritizing. Like We're all only human. Take, the, take your time. If you rush this stuff, you're going to mess it up. And again, I'm talking from first-hand experience. I know that both myself and Ashley are guilty of rushing something out and then it just flopping because it's just useless. It's not the best that it can be. So really prioritise and, and get clear on your step-by-step process so that you can just get things done and get things done well, because we all know that we we can all do incredibly good online shows. We all can. It's just getting clear on that process that you need and and that'll be fine. Exactly.
1: And remember as well, you always need to improve. There's always things that you can improve. And the moment you stop improving, well, like we said at the start, you're no longer an artist and people are just, they're going to overtake you. So always think about that. And um, the first blog post that Aidan ever posted last year, it's got a great diagram on there. Um, I'd recommend checking it out. It's actually about scripting, but there's a diagram on there to say that if you make like a 1% improvement each day, by the end of the year, like you've improved, what was it like 36, 37%, which is crazy. Minimal effort, maximum results, um, which is exactly what we said uh, last episode about working smarter, not harder.
0: For those that just want to check this out, you can find that in the show notes just below or search thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash scripting.
1: There we go. So with that in mind, unless Aidan's got any cool things to add last minute, no, nope. he's shaking his head and he's going, no, no, I hope the guys have enjoyed this and I hope they visit the first ever blog post i have done because it was super cool and I really enjoyed it. And honestly, uh, there's some crazy thoughts in there about scripting, which uh, if you haven't read it, go check that out. Great advice on the blog. But with that in mind, we will see you next week, guys, where we're going to be talking about something else you're interested in, which is close-up performances. But until then, stay safe. We'll see you soon.